0: Good afternoon all the Macedonia. I want to give thanks and glory to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I want to thank my wife and daughter for their support and my family members and those friends that are here. And my Macedonia, my new Macedonia church family. Praise you. And most of all, I want to also give thanks to my pastor, Pastor Miner, a man that is a caring and compassionate man. Uh, as my pastor, he's just, I can't say enough about him, we talk from time to time, and he's saying he, I've been encouraged, he's been encouraging me, his word. That God gives him to preach, tremendous preacher, tremendous pastor. And with that, I won't hold us too long. I want to start out in prayer. Let us bow our heads and Heavenly Father, I need Thee. I need Thee, Lord Jesus. Every hour. Every day, every minute, and especially right now, I need thee. Glory to your name. Glory to your goodness. Let your Holy Spirit take a hold of me, Heavenly Father. Let your Holy Spirit touch all of us. Our minds, our spirit, give us listening ears. So much that we, when we walk out of here, we'll be better, God's people will be better people. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I'm coming out of Acts 9, 1 through 18, or 9, 1 through 20. Still here some pages. Let us begin. And Saul, so, yet breathing out threatening and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went on to the high priest and desired of him led us to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any in this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly and there shined about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and, and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be did thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth and when his eyes were open, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him to, into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight and neither, neither did he eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said he, Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I'm here, Lord. The Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many, This man, how much evil he has done by the saints at Jerusalem. And he had authority from the chief priests to bind all that called on thy name. But Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is my chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. For I will show him how great things must suffer, for my name's sake. And Ananias went into the way and entered into the house, putting his hands on him. Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, has sent me, that thou might receive it, thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes that he had been, that had been scaled, and he received sight forwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with disciples, which at Damascus, and straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogues, and he is the Son of God. And so the title of our text, Has God Got Your Attention? the title of our text has God got your attention and there's three points that need to be shown out there's three points and we get on this out of the way point number one when we sin it's against Jesus and when we're working and we're working for the devil knowingly or not knowingly Point number one, when we sin, it's against Jesus. And we're working for the devil, whether we know it or not. Point number two, when we go against God, we might hurt ourselves. When we go against God, we might hurt ourselves. Point number three, accepting what God says is faith in action. It equals obedience. And now, as we get into our text today, our text gives us the beginnings of the transitioning or the change in Saul that later be, to be called Paul. Yes, sir. Here's a man that thought he was on the side of God. He, he thought he was on the side of God. But really, he was doing the bidding of the evil one. In other words, he was working for the devil and didn't know it. He was working for the devil and didn't know it. He was a man. A Jewish man. A Pharisee. He knew the scriptures. He knew the scriptures inside out. But he didn't know Jesus. He didn't have a relationship with Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. You know, not knowing Jesus is a dangerous thing not to know Jesus is a dangerous thing. We find today, in many places, we find on our jobs, in our schools, Mm -hmm. in businesses, in our homes, and the saddest thing, in our churches, where people don't know Jesus. People that don't have a relationship with Jesus, but fortunately, there's a possible, there's a possibility for change. And sometimes there's a sudden change, and then sometimes it's a gradual change, and then there's the been called the Damascus road experience. Sudden change, a sudden change. Sometimes it's a crisis that brings a sudden shift or a jolt in a person's life. And they make a choice, a choice to change. I heard a preacher almost 30 years ago said, not everyone has a Damascus Road experience when they turn to Christ. Not everyone has a Damascus Road experience when they turn to Christ. And so as we get in our text, Verse number one we find that Saul is an evil man. A, a man that has a zealous a zeal, but yet an evil man, full of anger and hurt and, and hatred. And he's going after any disciple or follower or believer in Jesus Christ. He wants to bound them and put them in jail or let them be killed. He himself, saw later, Paul, he himself calls himself a chief sinner, a chief sinner, a persecutor of the church. A persecutor of the church. I look at myself and I have in my past something in common with Saul. He was a chief sinner, I was a sinner. He was a persecutor of the church. I was seldom or ever in the church. <laughs> I think about my childhood. I wasn't in the church until my grandparents had me down south. I think it was in my junior high school years. And when you are with granddad, you had to go to church. You had to go to church. But then, thinking of my years as years passed 1974 in college and then in the military, I just lived it up. I lived it up. A sinner. I would lift it up, drinking and partying and carousing and gambling and shacking and fornicating. I was a sinner. I was sinning against Jesus and didn't know it. In later years, in nineteen ninety-three almost, approaching 40, Mm -hmm. and God did something. I had a Damascus Road experience. Now to getting back to our text in number two, we find that Saul had power Position and connections with the high priests. He went into the synagogues. He had this connection, so he can go into the synagogues around Jerusalem into Damascus to drag out chain and bound those new believers in the new faith of Jesus and take hold of them and force them. And bring him back to Jerusalem. He had. What seems to be. Unregulated power. And the thing about it is. They didn't have any legal means. No legal means. To stop him. Now we're looking at verses 3 and 4. And we see that Saul is on the road of Damascus and the light flashes from heaven and he falls down to the ground and he, he hears a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why does thou persecute me? And here now we see that God has Saul's attention. What happens is, is sometimes we just want to do all that we want to do, do things our own way. And so God has to knock us down to the ground to get our attention. And what comes to my mind in my past was I was doing anything, any way I wanted to do it. And seemed to be able to get in in trouble and out of trouble. And, and was able to get out of, on my own. Yeah. I was so full of myself that you couldn't tell me anything. Right. And then life being where life is. Yeah. And at this particular moment and particular time I found myself in such a hard way, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't fix it and looked like I was caught up in some kind of web and couldn't get out of it. My back was against the wall. My world seemed like it was going to come all upside down. God got my attention. God got my attention. I want to give up on life, but God got my attention. But being as good as God is, He sent someone. He shared the scriptures with me, or the person shared the scriptures with me. It was 2 Chronicles 7 14. Yeah. If my people will humble themselves and yeah. pray, yeah. seek my face, yeah. turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive them their sins and heal their land. Yeah. Yeah. And something about that scripture it got a hold of me. I meditated on it in the day and up into the night it just grabbed a hold of me wouldn't let go before I knew it I was moaning and groaning And I cried out to the Lord, Help me! Help me! And He heard my cry. And He forgave me. In some kind of way, He touched me. He took away all my sins. And then. Just came over me. A peace that transcended all understanding. A peace. I was knocked down and God got my attention. Has God got your attention? Has God got your attention? We got wildfires all across the land. Has God got your attention? Got an ex-president being indicted? Might go to jail. Has God got your attention? This nation was almost on the verge of civil war. Has God got your attention? And do you know now? They got artificial intelligence. Preaching in the pulpit. Has God got your attention? Preaching in the pulpit. Has God got your attention? Is your children? Are they acting right? Has God got your attention? Are you living right? Has God got your attention? Are we being mean to people in the church? Has God got your attention? Are you living right? Has God got your attention? Maybe you're sick and you can't get well. Has God got your attention? Has God got your attention? And so verse nine and five, looking at verse nine and five. Excuse me. And so in verse nine and five, the Lord has gotten Saul's attention. And Saul asks, who art thou? And here what we see is he says, Who are thou? Saul is saying, Who are thou? It lets us know he doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. We think it brings to my mind the scripture where it says, When you know Jesus, in John 10, 27 and 28, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. My sheep hear my voice. And Saul had a closed ear problem. But now, there's a change. And so the Lord says, I am Jesus. Whom thou persecuted. Here Jesus is letting Saul know that he is persecuting his people, God's people. He's persecuting. And Saul now is finding out that he's sinning against God the Father and the Lord Jesus. He's sinning against God the Father and the Lord Jesus. And this comes to our point number one. We ourselves sometimes don't realize when we sin against Jesus, we're working for the devil. When we sin against Jesus, we're working for the devil. You ever find yourself in that position you think you're sinning It ain't hurting nobody. Even sins that involve just ourselves. But you hurting Jesus. Sometimes we think that Jesus doesn't have any feelings. But he loves us. We're hurting Jesus. And just as Saul was sinning against Jesus. And now we see the second part of the verse 5, which says it's hard to kick against the pricks. This is an old saying when an ox drives a gourd, an old iron rod into himself, and he kicks against, and it goes deeper and deeper into his flesh. And at this time, he's hurting himself. And so, in effect, Saul was doing this to himself, driving the sword of the word of God through himself, against himself, causing harm to himself. We ourselves need to realize that when we go against Jesus, when we kick against the press, we're about to hurt ourselves. Mm -hmm. Point number two. We go against the word of God. We are about to hurt ourselves. That's point number two. Verse six. We see that God has gotten Saul's attention. And now he's ready to do whatever the Lord would have him to do. Again, the question is. Has God got your attention? Are you ready to do whatever the Lord will have you to do? Verse 7, 8, and 9. The men that were there with him, they were speechless. As they heard a voice, but they saw not a man. And Saul arose, and he was blind. And they led him by the hand to Damascus. And we see that Saul was spiritually blind when he was in sin. Now he's physically blind coming out of sin. I must say me myself I was spiritually blind and as I was sinking seeking deeper and deeper in sin But I heard the master's call. And he let me in. I heard his call. The call of Jesus. Verse 10. You see there was a disciple by the name of Ananias. Who was having a vision. The the, The Lord calls Ananias name. He tells him arise and go to the street named straight at the house of Judas. And there will be Saul of Tarsus will be praying. And Saul at this time sees Ananias in a vision, coming to put his hand on Saul, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias says to the Lord, many people have said that this man has done evil things to the saints all those around Jerusalem. And this man has gotten his authority from the high priest. The Lord just says. Go do what I said. He is my chosen vessel. To be. A witness to the Gentiles. In Israel. Saul must suffer great things for me, the Lord. So Ananias went to the house where Saul was and put his hand on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now looking back at Verses 15 and 17. And to me, this stands out. It stands out because Ananias, at first he hesitates, right? And he questions God. He slightly. And he says, he tells him about Saul has, done great evil things to great men and great harm to those believers in the early church. Yet God tells Ananias this is my chosen vessel. And so he doesn't question God anymore just on what God has said. This shows his faith and trust that he has in God. Whereas we today, we would have had all kinds of questions. We would have have wanted to wrestle with God at every turn and end. Not Ananias. Not Ananias. He took God at his word. Ananias is a man of faith, a man of obedience. A man of obedience, putting faith into action. That was our point. Number three obedience. Faith in actions equals obedience. It amazes me even more when an Ananias calls Saul, brother. He accepts him as brother. As there's no doubt. Ananias has heard. What Saul has done to the early church. Even about the thing that was done to. Stephen. A man. Of faith. Full of faith. A man full of the Holy Spirit. A man that did miracles and wonders. And what we find. As the Jews got mad with him and they stoned him, as he said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They stoned him to death. And then we find Saul standing there consenting, consenting unto his death. And Ananias, he says, Saul, my brother, Saul. He accepts what God has said about Saul. Yet today, when a new person comes into the church and gets the right hand of fellowship, do we give them Brotherly love and brotherly treatment. Do we extend ourselves? Are we generous and kind to them? Brother, sister, do we have the loving, welcoming spirit? Here we see that Saul was well received by Ananias. God used Ananias to heal him and he received back his sight was taken care of fed and then we find three days later Saul in the synagogue preaching Jesus is the son of God what was he doing? Sharing the gospel. Question is, are you doing what God wants you to do? Has God got your attention? Are you no longer fighting and resisting? Kicking against the pricks? What we find is Saul is no longer fighting against God. He's out to show the Jews and the Gentiles who Jesus is. And so he begins to share the gospel. And so what is the gospel? The gospel? It begins, coming down to 42 generations. He was born of a virgin. He knew no sin. He had no sin. He got accused unjustly. Took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. They hit him. They spat on him. They stretched him. Yeah. They hung him high. Yeah. He bled and died. Yeah. put him in a ball tomb. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Right. They've held him Friday, yeah. all day Friday, all day night Friday, all day Saturday, all night. Friday, all night Saturday on Sunday Sunday morning he got up he got up he rose from the dead he got up with all power in his hand all power, power to make you talk right, power to make you walk right, power to make you do right Jesus saves, Jesus loves you the doors of the church are open.
1: Please stand to your feet. door to the church is open. Is there one? The gospel has been preached. Whether you know it or not, since you came into this earth, God has been trying to get your attention. Everything that has happened in your life has been God's trying to get your attention. Just like the Apostle Paul, he's got the answer to all of your problems, all of your circumstances. that one. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Two. not our hearts burn. Amen, amen, amen. amen. I thank God for the man of God this morning. I thank God for the gift in which he's given him. God has gifted all of us. And no two gifts are the same, but it's all for the glory of God. Amen. Now listen here, earlier today I said we only take one offering. (laughs) Kind of got to go back on it a little bit today. We only take one offering unless someone is going to preach the gospel for us other than myself. Listen, I want you to be a blessing to this man of God. Uh, He has gone to school. He has done a magnificent job in getting himself educated in the Word of God. He's still in school. So let's bless him, let's be a blessing to him as well as his lovely wife as well, Cause I know he's gonna bless her. Amen, amen, amen. So I'm gonna ask that you stand to your feet, that you bring your gifts around, that you follow the instructions of the ushers, and that you'll bring your best gift by, that you might be a blessing to this man of God. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we pause now to give thanks once again for this message that we have heard. We thank you for the preacher, and then, Lord, we thank you for these gifts that have been taken up to be a blessing to him. We pray now that you would bless this offering, that it might strengthen this preacher, and that it might bring and abound to the glory of your name. It is in Jesus' name we do pray, and for his sake. Let every heart say, amen. "Amen." Amen. Were you blessed today? Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. I want really to encourage you to continue to pray and continue to go seek God for yourself and understand all throughout this week, everything that happens, everything that occurs in your life this week, God is trying to get your attention. Don't you forget that He's trying to get your attention. What are you going to do with it? Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask the preacher to come back and give us our benediction. Bring them down for prayer. Those in desire prayer, please come down to the throne of grace. Amen. Please stand to your feet.
0: Father just want to bless your name you're a holy and righteous God a God that loves us cares for us and I think about I see these young people these young children I see all of God's people especially young children Lord and Said so let not, not the suffer the children come on to me. And so Lord, we ask that you continue to put a shield of protection about around these young folk. These young people, Heavenly Father, there's so much in this this world, this dying, sinful, unrighteous world, Lord. But guide them. Guide all of your people right here, Lord. We thank you for a hedge of protection. Lord, let us walk with Jesus, talk with Jesus, guide us and direct us. Let us know what you would have us to do, Lord. Let us not get off the path, but to keep walking straight in the light, walking with the Spirit, living with the Spirit, by the Spirit. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You know our hearts. You know the burdens on our minds and our hearts. There's some that are sick. We know that you're a healer. You're a miracle worker. Some folk got some things they ain't talked about, but you know all about them. Oh, Jesus. We call on Jesus to touch every situation. Nobody, 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 can do us like Jesus. Nobody. Nobody. Jesus. 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 Thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh Heavenly Father let the let the grace of God be with us all. Amen. Let the grace of God be with us all. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. God bless you.